0: Undad is part of the Alberta Podcast Network and is powered by ATB.
1: Hi, everybody. My name is Trent Wilkie, and this is the Undad Podcast. This is a podcast about being a parent in this bizarro modernity. Also, it's about teamwork, because how else are you going to make a dream work? Hey, you dingleberries. <laughs> Episode is titled
2: "I Think the Jedi Have It All Wrong."
1: So, hey, how's it going?
2: It's it's going very well. Cool. I'm very happy to be here. It's uh, what a, what an experience. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. Uh, what's your name? Uh, my name is Darren Pleven, uh, and uh, I am a letter carrier currently. I haven't always been a letter carrier, but that's <laughs> what I have chosen to do with my life. <laughs>
1: And you have two have youngins?
2: two wonderful children. Yes. I I'm sure every dad says that, right? <laughs> uh, I've met your kids. That's yeah, valid. Yeah. So, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're always wonderful in front of other people. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, the, the little one is four and a half, and the older one is eight yeah. and a half, I guess. Yeah. Now, not that I'm counting. Yeah. It's only 10 more years until he gets out and gets a job. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Moves it. Yeah. Now, you're uh, an eye connection. Uh, I just said urine, eye. Mm-hmm. Which, if misspelled or miswritten or mispronounced could sound very president-y. <laughs> um we like horror movies yes we've seen some horror movies together and whatnot mm-hmm. um do your ki- how do you watch horror movies
2: when your kids are around um i i love the fact that uh, netflix has a uh, iphone and an ipad app there you go um um Laptop can come coming in a pinch. Uh a lot of the uh, certain consoles now you can uh you can watch things um on the you know, the the pad for it. Uh, yeah, the Wii U has a has a pad there you can watch Netflix. So you on. sneakily but, watch your I, I do. Is I, it, it is it daddy's dirty secret? Like, no, no, no. What's daddy no. doing in the kids the are like, When can we watch too, Dad? <laughs> I'm like, uh well, you know, like I we tried the other day, I tried to to sit Isaac down. Um in front of Alien vs. Predator, because I figured, if anything, yeah, we're going to start with some classic monsters, yeah. but in a really crappy setting where things aren't scary, yeah, and I couldn't make it through that. But then again, my kids have watched Gremlins. Um, that's one of their favorite movies. Yeah. Uh, my daughter loves Monster Squad. She's oh, four and a man. half. Wolfman's Got Nards. Yeah, Wolfman's Got Nards. Oh, yeah. And we, uh, of course, you know, they have to sit down and say, some of the language in here is mm. okay, and some of it is really 1980s yeah. and not okay anymore. <laughs> so Was true. never okay, <laughs> but it's certainly not reasons. okay <laughs> now. Um, so, you know, uh, Gremlins, definitely. Um, but yeah, horror movies tend to be just my thing right now. Yeah. I, I can't wait to the point where I can bring them into it.
1: What's going to be, like, when when he or she is ready, they're emotionally old enough, mature enough, yeah. what is going to be the one you sit them down, like someone does with their favorite song, yeah. and forces you to listen to it? What's going to be the movie that you're going to introduce?
2: I think the first movie that I'm really going to sit them down in front of is, is uh, Alien. Yeah, right. It's Ooh, that's a
1: great choice. Well,
2: it hits every single note that yeah. kind of resonates with who I am. Yeah, yeah, because I'm all about you know. Why do you like? Why do you think you like horror so like much?
1: Because this isn't just like this is like a thing, right? This that's, is a, I, I some know. would consider it a problem.
2: <laughs> that's right. Well, at least this isn't putting hair on my palms. <laughs> <laughs> that's true,
1: and you can do it in public. Yeah. Well, well. yeah,
2: to a certain extent. Yeah. <laughs> um, I horror has been uh, something that's resonated with me. Is it a nostalgia thing? That fear, the fear of the unknown. Because I remember listening to ghost stories when I was a kid, mm. and I
1: couldn't get enough of them.
2: I was terrified. Oh yeah, but I couldn't get enough of them. Well, I think that's a, that's it, right? Like yeah. you're you're scared to death. Yeah. Right, you're you're laying awake in bed. You're staring at the door, just watching the crack of light underneath. Yeah. Um, you know, you get your covers pulled up, and you're you're waiting. You're anticipating yeah. something happening, and that kind of like adrenaline rush yeah. is what we all seek to recreate constantly. Yeah. Um, I love horror movies for. Um, you know that that supernatural element that yeah. um, you know. The, I mean, a lot of people go to fantasy stuff, right? Oh, they want swords and sorcery, dwarves, or, mm-hmm. d- dwarves, <laughs> dwarves, <laughs> elves, you know, gnomes, that sort of thing, right? Yeah. Whereas, whereas I I want to see the monster, right? Mm-hmm. I want to see that that alien other, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know, so. Uh, since i was a kid that sort of thing has just been a passion mm-hmm. you know I, I i really love exploring that and and del toro does a really good job of yeah of, Guillermo del toro yeah, yeah hitting that uh that note where these monster movies yeah. you know they're just they're like modern day folk tales yeah right and so especially
1: hellboy he knocked the crap out of hellboy yeah
2: he did a really good job yeah. um I'm trying to, you know, Guillermo Guillermo del Toro. uh, He creates this. It's like it's like Brian Froud and Jim Henson Henson coming together, right? Okay. Like he not only is creating these horror tales, um, but they're they're you know, living, breathing stories. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of thought put into them. And in um, the worlds
1: that, like Pan's Labyrinth, for example. Yeah, exactly. Like that world set in that Civil War time. Exactly. And having that reality mixed with the fantasy. And sometimes, as we learn in the end, mm-hmm. the necessity for both, in order for a person under such duress and stress just to try to exist. Absolutely. And make sense of the world.
2: Absolutely. The Absolutely. And the creature design yeah. is something I think he really nails. Yeah. You know, and, and because he's, He's responsible for a lot of those designs. Yeah. I mean, obviously he had Mignola, Mike McNola for, uh, for the Hellboy designs, but, yeah. you know, there was still his work in mm-hmm.
1: there. Especially in uh, the Golden Army, is mm-hmm. that what it's called? Um, the Death character was very del Toro. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like that was something that he, you could tell like he had a heavy hand. In oh, absolutely,
2: it. absolutely. One of the coolest things that I got was um, he put out a book. Uh, of all his drawings. Yeah. Like, uh, I can't remember what it was called, like a cabinet, uh, his cabinet of curios, yeah. that sort of thing. So it's got all of his films all lined up. There's a bit of Pacific Rim in there and mm-hmm. a bit of Hellboy and Pan's Labyrinth and stuff.
1: You collect a lot of trinkets and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, I definitely do.
1: Your kids, are your kids allowed to play with your toys? No. <laughs> That's fair. I guess that means we're going to move on. No, uh, well, I mean we, we
2: we could go uh I I don't let them play with them. Mm-hmm. Um but I do like when they come into that that space that I've created mm-hmm. and we can talk about them, right? Mm-hmm. So I can I say yeah, this is from this is from Alien. This mm-hmm. is from Aliens. This is uh from John Carpenter's the Thing mm-hmm. and um uh, and I mean, I have my dark crystal set up and, uh, uh so I love,
1: which is it, dark crystal the movie, not your, your pagan ritual crystal, which you have set up at the different, parts right. Of that's
2: so, in the, the room with the, uh, with the plastic on the walls and yes. the floor, because that's important. Yeah. You need to be able to clean up afterwards. Exactly. Yeah. It gets messy.
1: It you does. Know, you you it summon is. a demon. It's going to get wet. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. <laughs> right. Right? right. Anyway. So your kids aren't allowed to touch your stuff
2: but they can w- listen with to the supervision <laughs> 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 they're allowed to touch with supervision because yeah. um, you're a collector like it's
1: your childhood probably was similar did you have a lot of GI Joe's and when you were a kid or is this something I like always to, wanted them yeah yeah um, oh that would make sense then that's why you're picking
2: them up now because yeah, need, yeah. I, I'm buying everything now because i I didn't have a lot of stuff like that back then I mean yeah. I did yeah I'm not trying to be like oh my god my parents never buy me anything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because they would, but my parents, oh, while good people, yeah. uh, just weren't uh, picking me up the things that I wanted. Yeah, you know. So, like, uh, when the Centurions came out, Power Extreme. Yeah. And I was like, I want Max Ray, the water guy. I want Max Ray. Yeah. That's what I want for Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What did I get? I got the villain. <gasps> oh, I was devastated. <laughs> how, how could you do that to me, Mom and Dad? You try to say something. <laughs> you try to say something. You try to. Pigeonhole me? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm a bad guy now. Yeah. So I mean, I buy my kids the toys that I want now. Yeah. And you know, and then sometimes they kind of make their way into my collection. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe seventy-five percent, eighty percent of the time when they when they forget that they're there. Yeah.
1: yeah. So you buy them a bowling ball. <laughs> A la Homer That's Simpson, right, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that archery kid, a yeah. little bit of fencing. Oh, is this is too big for you now. It'll yeah. fit later. Yeah. Well, I'll just take it. Make sure it works. <laughs> uh, what are some of the things that when when you became a parent that people have been telling you about being a parent? What are some of the things that are just just bullshit? Oh, as you can tell, I ask this question every time. Bull crap! I have a lot of bad <laughs> advice that was given to me.
2: Uh yeah, the 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 the. The concept that you'll never sleep again. Yeah, yeah, that's. Uh, I I slept like a baby. <laughs>
1: You're a dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah,
2: that there there are a lot of them, <laughs> but that one's kind of like the the biggest one. Oh, you won't ever have a life again. Yeah, you know, and uh, I think that's maybe because those people don't have you know a partnership. <laughs> yeah. Oh I see what you're saying. Right, yeah. you know like you know, I I trade off like my wife yeah. you know will allow me to go I'll ask her for permission to go out and yeah. she will allow me to do that yeah. which I am forever grateful. Yeah. Um and of course the same holds true right like yeah. I will you know take on the parenting duties. Yeah. That sounds bad. <laughs> because <laughs> most of the time I don't have them no um, so you know like I'll you know suggest yeah. she go you know go and do something right yeah. like take take your own time so yeah and then and then sleep-ins yeah. I know a lot of parents that both get up with their kids that's yeah. fucking insanity you know like yeah. uh, you have a sleep-in today and I'm gonna have a sleep-in tomorrow
1: ah the the, the true switch-off yeah that's not a bad idea no yeah. I might steal that or at least try to <laughs> Uh, Speaking of family movies, you and I saw a very wholesome family movie together recently. Oh, yeah! As uh, Hereditary. Hereditary. Uh, A lot of uh, positivity and a a lot of sharing uh, Mm -hmm. between family members, and uh, under it all, a very wholesome, wholesome storyline.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, to me, yeah. (laughs) To me, I'm shocked at how easy it is to turn a family setting into an extremely violent horror movie.
2: Do you think it is, though? Well,
1: it's, it's, I'm, sh- I'm shocked because of how easy. Like, the simplicity. Like, you just have, like, the movie Mom and Dad. If oh, liking, I can't wait to see yeah. that. I saw this but on it's Netflix. Like, and I'm like, no, that makes sense. That's like, there's all of these things. And at the same time, you don't want to turn something into, a like, a scary story, I find, because it's almost too real. Like, just families are such a, it's so, I don't know, every emotion is so heightened.
2: Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, it it's so close to home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I think that's the thing about uh, what what can make a, a horror movie really great is yeah. is getting its hooks into you, mm-hmm. right? Um, prior to having kids, uh, a horror movie with kids in it was just a horror movie with kids in it. Yeah. Now, a horror movie with kids in it is fucking terrifying, yeah. right? Like cause you, like don't do anything to the kids. Yeah. You know that's why Hereditary I think was so powerful was because it it. Uh, it used that whole aspect, mm-hmm. the fact that, that um, a family unit, you know, when everybody looks at it, it goes, oh, well, they're a sweet family together, mm-hmm. but they don't see behind the closed doors. They mm-hmm. don't see the pressure, the, the energy charge, you know, what's going on in there mm-hmm. uh, that might just be getting ready to blow.
1: And people's histories and pasts. Now, this all seems cliche, mm-hmm. but when written properly and in a proper setting, and yeah, a little bit of witchcraft in there, <laughs> you know what I mean? Everything gets pretty, pretty awesome.
0: Once upon a time, there was nothing, and things were bad. But then, ATBX came along, and things were good. If you have an idea and you're ready to turn it into a business, check out ATBX. It's an incubator. It's an accelerator. It's a cohort of people disrupting their industries. Go to atb.com backslash ATBX for more information. Free business idea. A dating site. But for wizards, you are welcome.
1: Uh, what is one of the non-horror movies that you've watched with your kids that you can all watch together?
0: Oh,
2: um, well, Pacific Rim is one of them. Okay. Yeah. Mighty uh, Ducks 2. Mighty Ducks 2. Not one or three, but number two. Number okay. two, yeah. 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 Was Emilio Estevez in that movie? I fucking hate that movie. Do you? Yeah, he was. You've seen that like a bajillion uh, times. I is that what you're him. trying to say? I want to punch <laughs> Anaheim in the face. <laughs> you know, it's funny because I've seen Pacific Rim probably about fifty thousand times. Yeah. Um, because not only did my son love it. Yeah. Uh, uh, when it was on, you know, DVD. Yeah. Uh, but as soon as we were able to introduce my daughter to it, so it's kind of like a movie that we've watched consistently at least once a week. Yeah. If not more for the past however many years it's been out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, a, a fan like a movie that I would watch. Oh. Well, the dark crystal. There we go. Right? That was the Skeksis were terrifying when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Labyrinth is another one too. Yeah. Like um when we started our kids off, it was with the classics. Yeah. You know? Um, none of this uh Power Rangers stuff. These newfangled <laughs> things these kids are into these days, yeah. right? Like going right back to the to the old school stuff in the eighties, a uh, the never ending story and the Princess Bride and Labyrinth and the Dark Crystal and really you know sitting them down and my kids thankfully love all that stuff.
1: Why what is it about these movies that you hope your kids like that you want your kids to get from the movies like what is it that you want to share is it is, is it the 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 fantasy the that you feel is it the, uh, the like you said the heightened uh heightened emotion and physical like reaction to it?
2: I think that's it. It's yeah. it's um it's it's to to lose himself in that fantasy for that hour and a half, that 2 hours. Um, for me, it's real nostalgia. So sitting down and sharing a piece of my childhood with my kids is, I mean, I, there's no real words to describe how much of an elation that is, mm-hmm. um, especially when they love it. Because mm-hmm. you know you're validated, right? <laughs> oh, my childhood was great. And they Don't, touch yeah. <laughs> Don't touch my toys. Don't touch my toys. <sighs> okay, what are we gonna watch now? That's right. <laughs> can we uh, can we play with Fizgig? No. Fizgig Fizgig stays where he is in the box. In the box. Turn to the wall That's where I right. cannot. Can touch I pull his this eyes. tag off, Dad? <laughs> no. On pain of death. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, I I love I love sharing that stuff. It, especially movies like Monster Squad yeah. you know which were out in the 80s and were you know hip new cool ways yeah. to to watch uh films and um and to have my 4-year-old love that stuff. Yeah. I mean yeah I'm sure everybody's like oh you're letting your your 4-year-old
1: watch that film? Yeah. Hey, turn on the news, man. Oh I know. Turn on the news. Walk I was outside. telling you that, that story about uh about the orca mother pushing her dead calf around the bay for 4 days like Trying to explain that to your child, like that's 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 not. I'm not saying that's horror. That's mm-hmm. nature, right? Trying yeah, to explain Yeah, absolutely. That sort of thing. But at the same time, you know, it's somewhat on the gray side mm-hmm. of of positive and happy. Crappy. Yeah. You know, because that's not happy. There's nothing. Nope. There's nothing. Happy about that.
2: Yeah. Well, and we anthropomorphize everything. Exactly. And so that story is going to get translated into human terms yeah. regardless. I Although
1: mean. the orca they're fairly they're fairly bright. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And no, they're no, thinking it's a that. bit of a ritual. Because they think by now she knows that it's dead. So it's sort what, of like a funeral? Yeah. Exactly. And one of so one of the first things that the, the orca does when their child is born, uh, is they push it to the top of the to the water for it to get air. Oh wow. And usually before this they would do that for an hour and a half before they know that they the the baby didn't make it but four days yeah it's something that like really triggers my horror response yeah. it's like why is that happening yeah that's well, a natural scarif. like it's what i want to say it wonderful in so far as to say that it's full of wonder and like ah oh, like mm-hmm. what's going on
2: there yeah um some of those stories that we used to that used to be in the in the news about um like the 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 mother with um, with postpartum who mm. would um, you know drown her children or something like yeah. that. I mean before kids, that's just a story, yeah, right That's something that you go, ooh oh wow, that's really terrible, but it doesn't impact you. And after you have kids, I mean I every story like that makes me want to tear up.
1: Mm-hmm. I was talking to Ken uh, last week, a guy named Kenny V. Uh, and he was talking about he's he's taking care of his mother now. Mm-hmm. And we all know that feeling of there's no sounds going on in the bedroom. And you have that image if you're going to walk in. Yeah. And there's not going to be any movement. But he's now doing that with his mom.
0: Oh, wow. And I, think
1: about, and I think about that that sort of space in life and that possibility of what the most horrible possible thing could be. I watch horror so that I don't have to experience that. Oh, for sure. It's like watching somebody... It's the opposite of watching sports. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I I would love to do that, but like, a, no, it's like it's a weird sort of thing where uh, I, I I can sit back after it and say, nope, that wasn't real. There we go. No, there's nobody living under. So my bed. then,
2: do you do you avoid then uh, uh, films that are closer, like more analogous to reality? Um, I have trouble
1: with the uh, what was the one? It was a French film about the woman. Uh, Trying to steal the other woman's baby.
2: Oh. Uh, um in in, in they, they remade it. Yeah. Uh, it was called the uh, uh I say American version was called inside.
1: Yeah. But the other the the original version was something else. Like in,
2: in Like inside? Yeah, in yeah, with an <laughs> accent. <laughs> <laughs> Le uh,
1: but like stuff like that, the long drawn out, like staring across the room. Um, what are some of the movies that you will never ever let your kids see? What's one movie that you oh. would say please don't watch that?
2: Uh, Caligula. Yeah. <laughs> um, Historical fiction. <laughs> or not. <laughs> not not the one with uh, uh, who was in that? Uh, Peter O'Toole. Yeah. yeah. And Ronnie, Mal- Was it Malcolm McDowell? Malcolm McDowell. Yeah. That's right. In the titular role. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was uh, that was horrifying. I watched that when I was twelve. Uh, on Laserdisc, because uh, we had no idea what it was. Oh, my God. And there was nobody around to say no, because that's when I was living in Hong Kong. So it was just like the, the clubhouse had all these Laserdiscs um, behind the reception desk, and you could just go and take them out and take them back home. And, uh, yeah, one of them was that. And then my, uh, you know, off topic a little bit, but my uh, my mom got um, Harvey Keitel's bad lieutenant for my <laughs> sister. And I think my sister was like eight, <laughs> <laughs> and so we all sat down to watch that, and there's Harvey Keitel, you know, we're just the scene dancing around the two girls in the car, and <laughs> yeah, and exactly, oh. show me how you yeah, 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 yeah no, so um, but uh, uh films that i've you know probably films that I haven't seen as well, yeah, you know, movies like human centipede, like what's the point of that?
1: yeah, I've seen it it's it's just stupid, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: or um. The Serbian movie, yeah, yeah, a Serbian film, a Serbian film. I've yeah. seen that as well. <laughs> that is that is horrifying. You can see that in your eyes. Yeah, obviously. when I
1: close my eyes, all <laughs> yeah, it, it is that's is that's those it. scenes. Uh-huh. I will not describe what that is about. No, that's probably a good uh, idea. Martyrs is something that's on the cusp for being the murder that we've talked about murders before. Mm-hmm. Um, that's on the cusp of too scary, yet at the same time, utterly necessary when it comes to film, uh, because it crosses over not just horror, but it crosses into philosophy yeah um what happens after death what oh for what sure would people go how far would people go to figure out what would happen after death it's almost it's almost a religious film when you
2: think about it yeah
1: um it's a violent religious film it's a terrifying religious film but that's a topic that well, i really i think
2: enjoy. a lot of uh, religious films just are terrifying yeah by nature depending on your point of view yeah like the other day at the park um there were a bunch of other people at the park and uh you know, we were just all having a good time, and of course, I'm chasing around two kids. And at one point, I turned back, um, and I looked across the park, and there was uh, my son and his friend sitting underneath the slide, and they were surrounded by this group of people. And one of the guy, one of one of the people was an adult, mm-hmm. and as I got closer, I could hear that he was sermonizing to my son, and like you know. Hackles went up. Mm -hmm. I was very unimpressed with that, Mm -hmm. and and that. I mean, did your son and his friend walk into that and sit in the middle
1: of it? No, no,
2: no. They they had been sitting there when they were surrounded, because what the last time I saw him, he and his friend were both sitting there. Yeah, and uh, and when I walked away because I was uh, teaching my daughter how to ride her bike without the training wheels, and when I came back, you know, that's what was going on, and it and it, it dawned on us after. Uh, that occurrence that we were sharing the park with uh, a large group of uh, people that attend a church nearby. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like I came and I confronted the, the gentleman and I said, you know, excuse me, mm-hmm. did you ask the parents of this of these children if it was okay if you speak to them about mm-hmm. this subject? Oh, oh we're, we're just having a conversation. I said, no, you weren't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But did you ask the parents if it was okay? Oh, no, I didn't do that. Mm-hmm. Okay, well maybe you shouldn't in future. Yeah. So, you know, that that kind know. of thing I don't know how I would have handled that. I don't think that kind of thing terrifies me. Yeah. Like I want my and you know, everybody's entitled to their own beliefs. Um mm-hmm. uh, but I want my kids to to generate their own system of beliefs, mm-hmm. not be indoctrinated or um you know, forced into something that they don't necessarily have all of the uh, the tools to comprehend, mm-hmm. you know? So, you know, especially when he's only eight.
1: Yeah. Especially when he's out of the blue. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's, right. It might even been scary for him. I remember being sitting in church when I was younger and being fucking terrified. Oh, yeah. We had a one of the pastors was all fire and brimstone and we were all going to go to hell. I left church thinking, well, I'm a fucking piece of shit. What am I doing here?
2: Yeah. You know? That's, that's no way to live a life.
1: No. It's... Anyway, yeah. that must have been very. T- but exactly like those type of situations, that's out of a horror movie.
2: Yeah, exactly. look Across the field, and you see that. That's right. And then the next thing you see, uh, that guy standing on your front lawn, yeah. uh, with with his flock, yeah. you know. And <laughs> then you're like, "Holy shit, we're never making out of here alive." <laughs> Is that Malachi? Bring <laughs> us the child. <laughs> yes,
1: we need the child. <laughs> right? yeah.
0: No, the other one. That's right. The, the, the other
1: one. one. The other one. Wait. Sorry, wrong house. That's right. You're
2: next week, though. Um, Oh, oh, wait a minute. This is one zero, not shit. I mean poop. Fuck. Yeah. Sorry kids. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> Pastor Jeff didn't have his medicine this That's morning. Right, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Take out the belt and lash himself a couple times on his on your front lawn. <laughs> Back on the invisible motorcycles,
1: everyone. And they all sit there trying to kick them and none of them start.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he goes around That's trying right. to fix all the invisible That's right. He's like, uh, Oh, you're out of you're out of gas there, Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh
1: man. Ah, <sighs> when horror turns to comedy. Yeah. It took me eight times to watch The Exorcist. I was six. Okay. And uh, it didn't take me eight times. Like I didn't like get all amped up and try to watch it again, get all amped up and try to watch it again. My friend's older brother, yeah. who's now a playwright, was watching it all the time. And I would go over to my friend's house, and it was either Freddy Krueger or The Exorcist. <laughs> and uh, he and liked this. This for a bunch of guys. Yeah. <laughs> and I uh, just always... I finally got through it, because I'm a grown-up, right? Now you I, are. Yeah, I'm not a quitter.
2: You watch whatever the hell you uh, want now. Yeah, with
1: my eyes open mm-hmm. or closed. <laughs> with my hand shields up or my hand shields down. I find that people equate horror movies to just the garbage of the 80s. And they don't understand that fear is such a wonderful thing.
2: Oh, it is. It's
1: such a natural, natural high. I don't have to drink paint.
2: Yeah, I just watch a good horror movie. Yeah, I think the Jedi have it all wrong. Yeah. Yeah, it, 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 fear fear isn't something to be afraid of. <laughs>
1: Is fear afraid
2: of itself? I don't know. You can imagine that's going to be a vicious cycle. <laughs> um. So like, it took you six times to get. Yeah. No, eight eight times. Uh, s- took me. Well, you were. Six. I'm gonna. I'm
1: not gonna say a number right now, but I'm gonna go back and edit the number into my mouth. Okay. Uh, it took me. Eight times to see it. Okay, wonderful. Yeah.
2: And make sure you say that at a different volume. Exactly. That'll be awesome. um ten times, ten. So, uh, what did, now, what do you, what do you think of The Exorcist? Uh, I thought it was scary.
1: Uh, for me, it wasn't the scary parts of the spinning head and the vomit. That mm. wasn't what it was. It was where she walked into her parents' party and I forget her line. She said something about, you're all going to die or something like that. And she peed on the carpet. It was her mom's reaction. It was that everybody, it was such an unnaturally yet unnatural thing. Mm-hmm. That is what really terrified me. It was the feeling of a house, empty, yet so full of something unknown. It was the priest who smoked. It was all of these little things that just... And I was born in the 70s. Okay. And it's a real 70s film. Do you know right. what I mean? So you could, uh, you I could really equate tra- it to I where really, were. Yeah, it was like I walked out of my house and I could have been in that movie. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what it was. That got me. Um, but like things like that, these unnatural, natural things, uh-huh. um, that's what really got me. And that's what got me about Hereditary, too.
2: Yeah, I I think that uh, Hereditary resonates with me a lot more than The Exorcist did. Yeah. Um, I found that through The Exorcist, I was mainly going, oh, that was a bad edit. How old were you? Uh, Forty.
1: Forty? How, no, how,
2: <laughs> how old were you when you saw The Exorcist? Forty. Really? Yeah, I do no, no. So uh, you have. Well, I'm seen, 42 now. But
1: what I'm saying is, you already saw The Exorcist before you saw The Exorcist. It's like listening to um, someone do a cover because you had you know about the spinning head, you know about all these things, right? So it's yeah. Like, well, that's the thing is that
2: when my mom saw it, yeah. um, they were terrified. Yeah, it was like the craziest thing they'd ever seen. Yeah. Um, and then you know I had a friend back in the 90s who um, watched Scarface with us. Yeah. We laughed through the whole movie, right? <laughs> a, I, yeah, I, yeah, and he was like, "When we first saw this, it was terrifying." So I think it really depends on when, you know, you see it. Um, are you desensitized? Uh, am
1: I desensitized?
2: I know you are. Yeah, yeah. That's. I don't know if I am. I don't know face. if I want to be. I
1: find that when, because with the journalism, with the writing I do with the journalism, I don't want to be desensitized. I don't want to. I can be when it comes to like I've seen a lot of blood and a lot of like real blood and real mm-hmm. gore in my life. Um, and that, I'm more scared of movies than I am of the gore and whatnot. Because when the gore happens, you're not expecting it to happen. You okay. know, if someone gets hit by a car, Yeah, you run to them. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, for like sure. If someone gets a wound, you run to them and help them. That's not, like, that's my reaction to real life stuff. Mm-hmm. But in the movies, the buildup and the buildup and the buildup, that's what's that's scary. But, but I don't want to be desensitized because I want, I want to have, be innocent Sure. And that's, I think, another thing that horror movies gives me is the sense of innocence, the sense of nostalgia of being a kid and yeah. being afraid. Yeah. Because now if I hear something in the basement and I wake up in the middle of the night, I just go down there, you know what I mean? I take care of it. Yeah. And I just go and see what it is. I get my tactical flashlight. Yeah.
2: Pennywise is like, well, sorry, I didn't yeah. knock that like, over. You fucking
1: cut it, just, just keep it down. There's fucking kids' arms everywhere. <laughs> this is ridiculous. That's
2: right. Put them you back you in the boxes. Put them in
1: the kid box. <laughs> no, that's the right arm box. In the left...
2: Pennywise I know right you were better as a spider get, <laughs> get your shit done that's blasphemy <laughs> right there there's gonna be people waiting outside the building for you oh, they've,
1: they've all read the book they know about the sex dungeon in the sewer <sighs> anyway no but like that's the, talking about kids one of my favorite things about being a kid was being scared and, and not not being scared of a person mm-hmm. or being scared for my life or being scared because I'm hungry because none of that there for me as a kid. Like, I was want for not mm-hmm. as a kid. But I just remember my my cousins telling me stories. And that is my childhood. Like, that's what I really liked about my childhood. Everything else was just sort of vanilla. Was it? Yeah. But I really like being scared and like, what if,
2: what if, what if. It was interesting, too, that, mm-hmm. um, you know, the stuff that terrifies you as an adult doesn't scare you as a kid. No. Right? You don't yeah. think about the stuff the like you're saying. The real stuff is that adult yeah, is what's Yeah, exactly. And, and so the, the fantasy stuff, you know, you, you, oh, is Freddy Krueger going to get me in yeah. my dreams? Am yeah. I, you know, going to get killed by Jason Voorhees out of Camp Crystal Lake? Yeah. You know, whereas, you know, it's like, oh, my God, am I going to be able to pay my bills? Yeah, yeah.
1: exactly. <laughs> exactly.
0: What yeah. about cancer? Yeah. <sighs> Hi. We need to talk. This might be hard to hear, but some movies suck. Bad. They suck so bad. You can taste it. This is where the self-proclaimed movie experts Colin McIntyre and Greg Beaver come in with their podcast. I have some notes. To use an analogy. They take a horse made out of buttholes and turn it into a real horse, all through the power of suggestion. Do they always succeed in making movies suckless? Have many beers and we will talk later you can find them through the Alberta Podcast Network or on their site i have some notes.com if you don't like movies then visit the Alberta Podcast Network at www.albertapodcastnetwork.com you are sure to find something that tickles your fancy there powered by atv
2: uh what are you working on now
1: as a dad or as a parent
2: um what am I working on now is i um you know specifics trying to get my daughter uh to ride her bike without the training wheels on that's mm-hmm. that's a real uh fantastic uh, challenge at the moment yeah uh she's they get that fear in them, yeah, right, where they think oh my God, I'm not gonna be able to do it, yeah, and all you need is that one little instance where they do do it and yeah. they see that they've done it, yeah, and I think we've got that spark now um and then you know it'll all be smooth sailing from there. You're yelling at her to slow down yeah. and get back yeah. here. <laughs> get why, back
0: here! Why the hell did I teach you this? <laughs> That's
1: right. Like teaching your brother how to use swords. That was a stupid <laughs> idea.
2: <laughs> no, it's the Nerf guns with her with her brother. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Dad, check this out. Wop! <laughs>
1: <laughs> that would right up your nose.
2: <laughs> oh, that was so funny. Let me do it again. <laughs> yeah. Catch again, Dad. Again. Yeah. So, you know, just uh, I think I think. You know what I'm working on is is making sure my kids are prepared yeah. for their their next step. Yeah, and trying not to be uh, the proverbial helicopter. Yeah, right. Um, I want to be able to give them their space and and uh, and you know nurture them from afar, without constantly be you know being there to catch them if they fall. Yeah, right. Because they have to learn those things. Yeah, you know. That comes
1: up a lot in these conversations.
2: Does with it the helicopter parent? Yeah, it's so. When we were kids, right? Yeah. You would leave for hours. Mm-hmm. You'd leave the house. Mm-hmm. You, your mom didn't know where you are. You didn't have a GPS locator. You know, tagged into your skin. Yeah. Or a cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> Same difference. <laughs> yeah. Um, they had no idea. If if you just didn't come home one day, how would they how would they locate you? Yeah. And uh, and nowadays. You know, um, it's like you get in trouble for letting your kids go across the street to the park. Yeah. Well,
1: From they're there. I can the, see them. The scorn, the look of them,
2: Yeah. They're know, like, oh, I my know. God, how could you let your kid do that? Yeah. How the hell did you survive as a kid? Yeah. You know, <laughs> what happened when, uh, you know, you went out of the house? Did you just play in the in the front yard? Yeah. My my wonder is always if we were allowed to do that as kids. How is it so easy for our parents to allow us to do that and it's so difficult for us to let go. Where were you brought up? In Ontario. So
1: were you brought up in a city or in a rural setting?
2: Uh well I'd say it was a city, yeah. Yeah.
1: I was brought up in a rural setting. Okay. So there was there was no the only danger was falling in the in the in the lake. Mm-hmm. Right? And I learned to swim at a very young age. Uh and I think that's the difference between city and rural because in rural you have more of a I'm not going to say you have more of a community, but your community is more spread out. You know the person in the house a kilometer away. Right. Right. That's my where I was brought up. That's why I could wander wherever I wanted. That's why I got scolded by other people's parents, punished by other people's parents, um, you know, uh, woke up at their places, you know what I mean? Like had dinner there when I was just there. Yeah. Where the, the, I find that the community that we live in now is a little different because there's pockets of communities and they're close together and they're piled on top of each other. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you seem to not have that experience is what I'm getting. You, you, you no, seem to, uh,
2: when I was a kid, yeah. um, people knew each other. Yeah. Right. You, you knew who your neighbor was. You knew who the guy down the street was. Yeah. Um, and maybe, it, maybe was, it was the sorry, benefit what was of where the name
1: of that, Where were you? In Ottawa,
2: you said? No, no. In Ontario. In, in Ontario? uh, in Barrie. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Barry. Barry. I know. It went from 30,000 people to 100,000 last time I was there. It's probably even bigger now. That's
1: that place on the way to Huntsville, eh? Oh, yeah. It's on the the highway. (laughs)
2: Um, Yeah, it was like like what you were talking about with Mm -hmm. the rural community, except that um, everybody was closer. Mm -hmm. You know, you still got scolded by other people's parents. Mm -hmm. I mean, not necessarily be invited in for dinner as often, but... Mm -hmm. uh, You know, there wasn't, I don't think, that level of distrust that sort of seems to be um, uh, permeating neighborhoods nowadays. Yeah. Like times of, oh, my God, I'm 100 years old all of a sudden.
1: I don't want to know if times have changed. I'd say people
2: changed. I think the way that we disseminate information has changed. And that's kind of what's done it the the most. Yeah. Because it's not like there weren't always people, you know, kidnapping and murdering kids out there. Yeah. We just know about a lot more of them now. Yeah. We're more worried about it. I think that's a you know that's kind of like a um, you know the result of one because of the other.
1: Yeah, not a lot, not a lot of that happened when I was growing up. I don't remember anything like that. Maybe it was just because the news wasn't in my face all the time.
2: No, that could that
1: could be yeah. it. So I asked you to bring a toy.
2: I did. What's what is that thing? This is uh, Gypsy Danger. Yeah. Uh, from you know the seminal <laughs> Guillermo del Toro. Why Pacific Rim? Why does that?
1: You watch that a lot with your. We kids, watch right? this a lot with the kids. Yeah. So uh, is that this, your
2: favorite or your kids' favorite character in the movie? That's kind of like you know the same thing
1: because <laughs> they don't get a choice. Yeah, this is
2: your favorite, one, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, don't I touch mean it. <laughs> this this is actually theirs. Oh, okay. You know, Daddy did a solid and bought them their own toys as well as having his his own <laughs> stuff. <laughs> one right for you? One yeah, for you. yeah. So like this is the the Neca. Um, uh, regular Gypsy Danger that you could have bought uh, in the in the toy stores, mm-hmm. and uh, what I have on my shelf is the Ultimate Edition, which has all the the doodads. Um But anyway, <laughs> so I bought. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, I bought this for my son for uh, for Christmas one year, yeah. and my wife. You know, she's probably going to roll her eyes if she hears it, but yeah. I like all these figures downstairs in my man cave now. But I bought him, like, all of them. Oh, my god. Like, everything that had come out. Yeah. And so as he was ripping all the toys out, he was like, oh, my God, it's Crim- Crimson Typhoon and yeah. Cherno Alpha. And anyway, so Gypsy Danger was, like, one of those toys that he played with right away yeah. Um, and for a long time. And then when my daughter watched it, the torch was passed. And... <laughs> She would sleep with this. Oh my god! This was like a little stuffy, like yeah. a hard little plastic stuffy. That's and so, <laughs> there's been uh, multiple repairs to it. Uh, a lot of um, a lot of super glue has gone into making sure the gypsy <laughs> can actually stand here on the table as it is. Um, but uh, yeah, so that was that to me is fantastic because. Um, I remember as a kid having like stuffies and favorite toys and stuff like that, but I don't ever remember sleeping with them all curled up like that. So, you know, when I, when I would go in at night to do the, is she still breathing check? Yeah. You know, you would notice there she was laying there with you know her her monk, her stuffed monkey. Mm-hmm. Uh, under one arm and gypsy danger under the other. Mm. So it was like, yeah, parenting win. <laughs> you know wake her up to high five or Yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> just take copious amounts of photos. <laughs> you
1: wake her up to say, you're welcome. Go yeah. back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing a great job. Yeah. Well you just let's you go know, watch Caligula. Getting <laughs> Yeah exactly. Especially the mashed potato scene. Oh my God. Um
2: and you can look a that one up after that? Can you?
1: No, I said he and he had a career oh. after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, But it was sort of like he was always doing the same thing. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's like a lot of those those actors that do crazy stuff. Yeah. Klaus Kinski, I'm sure he had, like, they weren't calling him to do, like, off-Broadway productions. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, Malcolm McDowell has always had that kind of intensity. Time is the fire in which we burn. Yeah. <laughs> Star Trek. <laughs> You know, oh, we need a crazy guy huh? who's still alive. Yeah. <laughs> Malcolm McDowell?
1: Because he did also did Clockwork Orange.
2: Yeah. yeah, Which was,
1: I love that movie, but I didn't know why I loved it, but now I do. Do you know why? Yeah. Why
2: do you love that movie, Trent? Uh,
1: because it's an insight into something done in a way that is a character of itself, but very real at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, the hyper-realism, uh, the ultra-violence of it. Yeah. Um, The allegory that you can't change. You can only adapt. Mm -hmm. Um, And the fact that he got his comeuppance, you know. um, All of these little things, very well written. Yeah. um, Shot, just gorgeous. Like, every scene's a piece of art. You know, there's a lot of things that I liked about it. And I had no idea what was going on. Like, at the, when I watched it, I n- had no idea what was going to happen next. Mm-hmm. And that's what I like about good movies is they're telling me a story I haven't heard before. Um, they say you use new media to tell old stories and old media to tell new stories. That at the time was a new, newish media telling a new story. But that was an old story. Anyway, uh, that's what I liked about it. It just came at me from every angle. And I could read the book too. Oh, yeah. No, yeah and, in the book, In the back of the book, it has a dictionary. Oh, for, to give you for, all the uh, yeah. the slang terms.
2: Yeah. Uh, righty, write me little droogies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh. It was it was interesting uh, seeing that film because when I watched The Clockwork Orange, I didn't get any of that stuff that you just said. Yeah. Um, I was just there to watch the ultra violence. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and the nudity and uh, you know it wasn't until a couple decades later that uh, that stuff started to seep in. Yeah. And I always wonder films like that. Um, you know they're gonna find their audience, but are they finding their audience for the right reasons yeah and so and and that's one of the things that I worry about with uh with my kids you know finding these films and going oh my God dad you know yeah. have you seen Caligula <laughs> <laughs> Caligula's the shit dad <laughs> yeah
1: oh man
2: you know or the clockwork orange and, and just sort of like not understanding the ramifications of what's going on on screen yeah you know and then I mean that's that's kind of like where I'm at with my son and and uh and guns right like, yeah Kids love guns, yeah um trying to impart that concept that you know real guns are dangerous mm-hmm. and uh and and in no way like what they're seeing on television and uh and in video games and stuff like that yeah um, you know uh, he he plays a game called splatoon yeah uh, where the 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 basic concept and it's a player versus player game is you're running around um. Against this other team, but your uh, the core mechanic is you're trying to paint more territory than the rest of the team, okay. or the rest of the other team. Uh, and while you can uh, eliminate the other team members um, temporarily by splatting them, yeah. by hitting them with a bunch of paint, um, you know, trying to to stop him from saying, "Oh, I got five kills." Yeah. Right. Uh, no, no, you didn't get five kills, kid. Yeah. You got five splats. Yeah. He splatted five guys. Yeah, you know, understanding so to, the power to, of the words. Yeah, of the exactly. Movement. Like distancing themselves from that, uh, mm-hmm. that kind of violent rhetoric, which is, and they, and that's the reason why I mentioned desensitization earlier mm-hmm. is because that's something that I worry about. Yeah, you know, are they going to get to that point where it's, where it's not going to have an impact?
1: Where they don't have an emotional response to a real life tragedy type yeah. thing?
2: Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Where they see that orca, um, you know. Uh, Parading its its uh, uh, dead child around the water for four days, and don't go. That's horrible. Yeah. They go. What the hell's her problem? Yeah. You know, and yeah. that's that's terrifying. Yeah. Empathy. Mm-hmm. Empathy, I would say. Yeah.
1: It always comes up to fucking empathy.
2: Empathy can go fuck itself. <laughs> empathy can't go fuck. Itself. Yeah. Man. Oh empathy man. would probably enjoy that too much. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much for this I appreciate you being here is there anything that uh, you uh, thought I might was going to cover that I didn't do you have any questions for no. me
2: no I really was just hoping to come here and have, have some fun ch- yeah. chatting with you yeah um, and thank you for having me oh no problem no problem um and you know, shout out to your shirt here. Thanks. Because because uh, that is fantastic. All those horror icons that are uh, glow in the dark.
1: You know what? It was uh, it's a coincidence that I wore this today. And we're really? To
2: talk about it. yeah. This was
1: just a cleanest one, and there's still some puke on it. <laughs> uh, don't worry, everybody. It's mine.
2: Yeah. Well, that's yeah, you got you got to cope somehow. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I'm not going to
1: tell you if the urine is mine or not, but.
2: Leave Uh, leave that for for the imagination. (laughs) Just imagine your your other job.
1: (laughs) I'd like to thank Andrew Paul for producing this episode. I'd also like to thank the Edmonton Community Foundation for the recording space and the support. I'd also also like to thank Nathaniel Sutton of Brother Octopus slash Defend the Rhino slash whatever it is the heck he's working on. For the intro music, you can find me at TheUndad.com or online at TheUndad on Twitter or just type in TheUndad on Facebook or you can email me at Trent at TrentWilkie.com. or you can just see me on the street and give me a way too long hug. Sometimes you like me Sometimes it makes you no fucking out.